The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. Well, kia ora, hello, and welcome to a very special episode of The Real Pod, Drag Race Down, Down Under, Under the, the Covers, covers with, with Chris and Eli. It's possibly the longest name you yeah. can have. Yeah, but, it's like um, that Welsh town. But we, 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 we can't sacrifice any part of it. No, every single word there is important, <laughs> yeah. especially the with, you know, because <laughs> then people wouldn't know who was hosting the show. When did you watch the episode? I got a secret little... Um, I got a screener. Yeah. Uh, but actually, amazingly, the result of the final lip sync was cut off. Uh, and what a place to be left, So actually. you watched the whole lip sync and then didn't find and out The whole happened. lip sync and then just thought, well, I'll make my mind up gotcha. as to who went home. But oh then I rewatched the episode uh, up on the big screen. What a delight. So much fun to watch. It was the full Drag Race experience. It was you know? the full Drag Race. And I actually got a bit, like, I had a Goosebumps moment. Um, not R.L. Stein's Goosebumps, but like, as in, like, you know, chills. chills. Like an X-Factor Goosebumps. Watching it, like, on the projector. I just recently watched the final of the US. Quick brag that Chris bought a projector. Thank you. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, modern guy. <laughs> uh, watching the, the US final. And then to kind of watch, you know, this Australian-New Zealand episode. And, like, Ruse there, Michelle's there. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. It's just kind of like... It is a bit surreal. I got Terry watching our friend Reese Nicholson crack Michelle and Rue up. He was slaying. So here we are to recap the first episode, and we are on it. Oh, we've got the oh, we got full full to the brim with honor, dripping with honor, dripping with honor to have an amazing first special guest to the show. Oh, you know it from House of Drags Season 2 or the documentary Framing Britney Spears <laughs> which I <laughs> am saying and I was there for the live performance they used. This is the wonderful Ms. Ms. Gina. Gina. Kia ora. Kia ora. You actually, Gina, have my favourite line in House of Drag. <gasps> which what is, is your favourite line? You come charging into a room <laughs> And you, they gossip me about something, and then you just go, "What's the tea sauce?" Fuck, that is some tea sauce. And the, and the, most, the thickest Kiwi accent, <laughs> and I was like, "Go off, I love it." Yeah. I almost wanted it on merch, but like spelt phonetically, like what's, what's the, the tea sauce? It's funny. I wanted to do some merch with it, but like Kmart already have like a tea sauce cup, and of I was like, "Of course oh, they Kmart. do." Damn it, I'm getting ahead of you. Yeah, I think as well. An iconic reason Gina's on the show is because um, you won the comedy. Challenge. Acting Comedy challenge. Acting challenge. Yes. 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 And we did have a, a wee acting challenge in the first episode. Well, how do I. Um, oh, yeah. Look, there's just so much to get into. Uh, I reckon the very first question, though, Gina, is like, when did you find out about 
Because um, being a drag artist yourself, like you know, mm. when did you find out about the show? What the was ripples. your what was your feeling? What was the ripples? What was the what was the pulse in the drag community when news broke? Well, I think uh, there were like whispers uh, during twenty nineteen actually. Oh, that, wow. Um, wow! Yeah, so it was like er, as early as then uh, <laughs> that there was going to be a drag race Australia basically, ah. oh, and yes, yes. so then uh, you know the uh, pandemic kind of uh, helped us here because uh, in a way we got to film it here <laughs> and we got three on there. So oh, yeah, so, so it took a lucky. while I think, um, and then obviously now it's called Down Under. So yeah, it's, it's such an interesting. I feel like they've chosen the term down under to be like, they're not committing to saying whether they shot it in New Zealand or Australia. I don't think they want people to know, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in this light. And I don't think that helps the cause in terms of most of the world thinking that New Zealand and Australia are, in fact, the same country. The same yeah. place. And now it's like, it's ruined. And Michelle did say uh, the drag here in Australasia. So she's used that as well. <laughs> yes. So it's kind of like, but you see it creeping in. I think I think you can see the fact that they were in New Zealand creeping in, like yes. Rue St. Kilda. He's got the quarter necklace but on. I and I'm like, okay, we know He's definitely got the qualifications for the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, uh, what I, I'm curious is, is, because I feel like when I watch local content being made, I'm always like, I'm watching local content. I'm so aware, acutely aware that I'm watching, like, the New Zealand version of The Bachelor, the New Zealand version of whatever, X Factor. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like Drag Race? I think this episode did. Yeah. I think they've done a really good job. Uh, Warner Brothers, TVNZ. Uh, it, it really feels like the overseas shows. Um, the only thing is the set was like in mirror. Did you notice? Like it was in reverse the oh. whole show. It's definitely oh, a lot yeah. smaller. It's smaller. Yeah. It's smaller. Oh, the stage is a bit smaller. And I think my tears, I think they used like digital screens to make it look bigger, a la The Mandalorian. Oh, okay. Oh, so part of the set that. is actually a digital screen. Oh, wow. <gasps> That's what someone told me, but I can't Technology. see where that is because I'm blind to special effects. What I do know from like having friends in production on multiple shows around the country is like we are in short supply of studio space. Oh, yeah. Because we're filming everything here. And so I imagine when this turned around so fast, I'm like, we, we don't know where to do it. And so, so quick. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was just like in a, in a small garage somewhere. <laughs> I heard, yeah, I heard pretty central as well. Central. I heard Greyland. We all heard Greyland. We all heard Greyland. We love to gossip, and we yeah. all know it's in Greyland. Gina, when you heard about it, do you like, are you quickly like, this would be my entrance look. This was what I'd say first time. No, uh, but now I do, I do know what my entrance line and look would be. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Do, you do you want to share it or do you want to um, save it? You yeah, save because it. I mean, like by the time I'm on season two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you must manifest. <laughs> yeah. Yes, totally. No, um, I would want to walk in born naked. Wow. So I want to just have my beautiful trans body on display, no padding, nothing. But uh, to, to compromise that, I would have like the biggest heels, the slickest beat, double stacked wig. Yes. And then yes. just walk in and just look at the camera. We're all born naked. Some of us are trans. <laughs> yes, icon. I we would see if it got blurred or not, but who knows? <laughs> oh, my God. I was thinking I would say, um, as a tribute to Cameron Michaels, I'd say, um, I auditioned for Pit Crew, but I was too ugly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the face for radio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's, go, let's, let's talk about entrances. Uh, favorite entrances, favorite kind of, who, who do you think made a, a great impact in the first sort of 10 minutes of the show? Yeah, well, I loved, I actually loved Electra Shock's entrance line. I loved, I was a model before the accident. Yes. So good. Yeah, so good. A real slice of like old Hollywood to yeah. it. Yeah. It's good. Um, but her wig did look disastrous. You're thirsty. <laughs> so much, so much tea on the wig. And I felt like 
I, I actually, my heart broke for a little bit, a little bit, you know, because yeah. I was like, oh, come on, it just needs a bit of conditioner. Like, yeah, yeah it's almost <laughs> But everyone was like, get her out of here, you know. <laughs> but do you think that uh, I sensed a little bit of tension between Australian and New Zealand queens? I feel like it's there more towards just Electra for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I know that the during quarantine, those girls uh, that come over from Australia, they all watch House of Drags. So they totally really known about it. And they knew what Kalusi is as well. So I feel like the dynamic of, like, the bosses are here when Electra said that was I like, love that. Oh, boss is here. <laughs> I love, I think it's so exciting that the three Kiwi tw- queens are so tied to each other. That It's like, yes. that's a storyline. They got to oh, keep yeah. them around to and milk And episode this. one, they're already planting those seeds of, of like the Kita versus Anita. St- it is stressful because I do love them as a little duo. Yeah. You're a Kalusi yeah. girl. Yeah, I am. So, so I, what, I work with all of them. What's the vibe, <laughs> what's the vibe like at the office? Well, actually, some tea. Um, Kita and Electra have not really been working too much oh. after the show. I feel like they've both been going off and doing their own things. So I'm not oh, really true. sure. Okay. So I, I haven't worked with all three of them In a together. While. And upon yeah. saying that, you've now been fired. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just got a text. <laughs> we just got the text. Did I, you get I to have be... worked with Kita though recently doing bingo and stuff. Oh, but, cool. Um, yeah. Wow. Who have was... they got a big have they got big heads now that they've been on the telly? Kita does. <laughs> She already had a big hit. <laughs> Did you get to be the supervisor at Kaluzzi while they were away Absolutely. on holiday? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm the new boss bitch. Uh, well, um, I reckon my favourite entrance was Karen's. Yeah. Because she totally missed the mark. Yes. And I, I loved know her missing the mark. That was a real moment, right? I wasn't sure if it was, yeah, a kind of hilarious, like, planned thing. It or... felt weird because we're so used to seeing them walk up to that spot. And then she just kept going. And I almost, like, <laughs> stepped back. I was like, oh, my God. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So she's going to walk out of the screen. Yeah. You could like, see that the camera definitely was not prepared for her. No. To go. <laughs> but I kind of love that, those sort of moments of authenticity inside of the show. Because I guess we're so accustomed to, like the way that drag race sort of plants these moments, like they're going to put on their makeup and talk about the worst thing that's ever happened in their life. And we're just like waiting for those kind of pockets. So for like a kind of moment, like Karen to just completely miss the mark (laughs) and sort of like, like literally miss the mark. Kind of like broke that wall. I know. I loved it. It was like, you really got to see her person, like her personality straight out of the gate. I loved Maxie's shield. Right. Instantly she's fell in love with Maxie's shield. She's so Those lovable. Huge tits. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's good to finally see a drag queen know their skin tone with the uh, titties. Because yeah. <laughs> yes. often you're, you see their shoulder and you're like, there eh, doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? it? Was on UK that tastes just all those white tits. It's like where, <laughs> but, but on purpose. I thought it was so funny. I so, think one of my favourite entrance lines was JoJo though. Bite the pillows, ladies. Mum's a hoe and she's going in dry. Ooh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Bite the pillows. <laughs> yeah. Bite the pillows. Bite the pillows, ladies. <laughs> and then we see Rue come out in a big uh, neck scarf. Gorgeous. I'm always like, what, what's it going to be? Like, is it hats? Is it glasses? Is it like, there's always some oh, kind there's of. There's always a theme. A mm. questionable sort of fashion item that's mm. sort of added on, but it's always huge as yeah. well. Yeah. And I, I, you genuinely feel like... You from, feel the visceral excitement. Of the yeah, and you, I'm thrilled. There's a kind of a part of me that's watching it as like a New Zealander who's just like, I, I, I can't believe that Rue's here. Yeah. You know, like even though it was months ago. And Rue is such a big star that what I believe happens is they just like drive in there, turns up, does the job, leaves. So they don't really, people don't really get to see him off yeah. outside of the cameras, right? So th- that excitement is genuine. It's the first time yeah. you're meeting him. I think Rue really likes to save everything for the camera, you know, like like mm-hmm. she said to Pearl, you know, nothing you say matters unless that camera is rolling. <laughs> and I think it's legit. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, as much as, like, people love to sort of 
dig into Rue. I get it. I respect her totally. She's 60 years old. I'm like, you yeah, she's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> so when I go back to your multi-million dollar mansion. You yeah. Know? And so we go into our, a mini challenge. Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi, which... I love hearing Rue pronounce that. Yes. Uh, New Zealand's native son, I believe, Rue said. <laughs> and my feeling is it's all pre-recorded. And he's yeah. sort of he was not giving the not really there. I don't know if he was actually <laughs> on the Zoom call. He's making those, a movie. Some of those cuts in were just like that does not match up. <laughs> yeah, it's just like what do you think, Tyker? And he's like, I love it. You know, it's like <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> just I've like, seen enough. Like, okay. He's like one of those um, McDonald's Happy Meal toys. You used to hit them and they just go wicked, wicked, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they were rugby balls, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. We're yeah. a weird wicked. wicked. It's just kind of like generic positive affirmations. Yeah. Like I, the fact that there's no kind of major kind of critical analysis of what the queens are doing. I'm like, he's he's not there. Here's what disappointed me a little bit. It was like you're going to audition for my superhero movie, and then they all wore the same outfit that they walked. Out. I, I wanted to see a full to see a superhero, superhero look. Yeah. I don't think there would have been time. I honestly, I reckon they would have. I imagine it's just. Well, what's your experience with House of Drag? Like, how, how fast is the turnaround? Uh, so, one episode is one day mm. with House of Drag. So, that was wow. different. But I, I believe uh, Drag Race is two days for one episode because they go oh. in and they get everything ready. They prepare for that final challenge. Next day, it's like, all right, another day in the work group. They come back, do them the challenge, and then the lip sync and everything. And it takes a while to so, get into drag. Yeah. You know, like, and, it, and they expect. Perfection. Yeah. So you want your best beat, right? Yeah. And I think they, they only allow two hours to get into drag. Um, whereas, like, a lot of drag artists, we need kind of three hours just to, like, sort of get everything and together. To feel gorgeous. So it's like, you've got two hours on, on the show. You've so. got two hours and you need to tell the saddest story about your yeah, life yeah. at that time as well. What's the fastest you've dragged up? Oh, my gosh. So I got called in to Kaluzi to do a drag brunch recently because someone pulled out last minute. Name and shame. Uh, Nessa LaRue. (laughs) (laughs) Say their names. And that, that's, that's, that's what that statement's actually that's actually what about. Yeah, that's actually, um, drag queens have missed their gigs. Yeah, uh, and I forty-five minutes, but I wow. look like bucket shit. Wow, <laughs> like, no this? photos. There's also behind the scenes tea on this podcast. Jenny messaged me last night to say, "Is the podcast being filmed?" And I'm so glad you asked because <laughs> we were in serious danger of you turning up in full drag. I was for ready what for the cameras. I was going to come. Audio. No, oh what, what are you talking about? Everyone listening, I'm in full drag yeah. oh, right yes. now. Yeah. Imagine ginormous work. It's actually touching the ceiling. Yeah. Purple eyeshadow. She blinked her eyelashes actually scratched me in the face. <laughs> so big. Um, so we're seeing a an acting challenge. Who do we think kind of nails the challenge? Well, Electra Wright really does come I through did hard. Think of her first. Yeah. yeah. And I thought before stepping into it, I was like, she's gonna kill this. Yeah. Like, she's it's it's interesting because Here's the thing about Electra as well. People th- people think know her as a dancer, but she's done some theatre as she's well. Done some theater. Yeah, she, she does um, Night of the Queer every yes. year um, with her little production company and and just commits. Yeah, like absolutely commits. That scream was like it was awesome. So good. It was like I wanted to rip the audio and like mm-hmm. you could sell it to like movies. Like it just had so much texture to it and like yeah. it on so many levels. It, it sounded like someone was being genuinely murdered. I gotta say, JoJo was also so funny in this. Yeah. 
so oh. angry. <laughs> that's, that's where we got another favourite quote of mine. The pit crew, though, I'd like to colonise their colons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, oh and it's, my God. it's making the rounds already online. You know, we can, we're starting to see the memes the and the memes tweets happening. happening. And it, it, it thrills me to see people pick up the show, like overseas mm-hmm. watching it and, and weighing in. And We've already had um, tweets from people overseas. Uh, Lawrence Chaney uh, tweeted about Art Simone this yes, morning already. I saw that. So that's and I saw like, Candy Muse tweeting about... Uh, Coco. Chano? Coco, yeah. yeah. No, yes, Coco, yeah. Coco is funny. She's gorgeous. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Like, and just, I, I think. It's the bear suit for me. Or the gorilla the suit. Gorilla for me. suit. <laughs> the beat was like. Yeah. The beat was amazing. So entrance look. Beautiful. We'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get to the runway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, let's dig in on um on that and the mini challenge as well. Uh, it's I for me it's always a thrill to see Rue laugh. It is. And I feel like if you can make Rue genuinely laugh. Which I feel like Rue's been laughing a lot more recently. So how are you going to make it funny? <laughs> <laughs> that question is so triggering. <laughs> A if, podcast about drag race? How are you going to make it funny? It's so funny because well, when you when you do like um, both Chris and I went to drama school and you do like clowning and the question that is forbidden is don't like trying to make it funny or like yes. how can we make it funny is you would never ask that you're kind of thinking about like the angles but RuPaul is always how will you make it funny and unfortunately I, I the first shade noise of the season was for one of our Kiwi queens Anita Wiglet. Anita I saw oh. that. It's my heart froze. My heart froze, but it was such a quick beat as well. It was like twenty seconds of Anita, and then one shade noise. It's very interesting because I think we're so used to like American performers, you know. Yeah. Like, whereas I think there's a Kiwi sensibility that's a little bit drier. And it takes a while to like warm up to and understand. And I, mm. I wonder if we'll see more and more of that. You know those. Moments where Rue doesn't quite understand what's going on, and you're like, "Oh no, it's just like she's playing like the irony here or something." You yeah, know? I think we'll. I'll, I'll be interested because a lot of people are like, you know, and and into the the to camps like New Zealanders aren't really used to like just ragging on people, you know, yeah. and, and confessionals. But you you have to do you it. You got to do it. I thought, I wondered if they were kind of setting up something with Anita, the same kind of uh, Olivia Lux storyline of like, you can only be happy, you can only be joyous. Because that very much Anita's personality on stage. <laughs> yeah. Happy, happy, happy. It was like, be angry, be angry. And then Bruce, like, n- n- now the happiest day of your life. Your face looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> I am obsessed with Anita Wiglet's mouth, though. It just does, cr- it's always, it's she always should play doing it for something snatch. My, yeah. my favorite thing to do <laughs> play is. Her own mouth. <laughs> My favorite thing to do is watch her stories on mute, and when she's out of drag, she just looks crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so Electra wins the the acting challenge. Everyone's shook, and it's interesting because I mean it's a great episode for Electra in a sense because mm. she's got all the story in the first quarter of the episode. You know, she's mm-hmm. the one that they all just completely underestimate, and they they're almost pissed off that she's there. <laughs> That's sort of the vibe. They are yeah. they're furious about her presence. They, they don't know because they don't know her. Mm. Which uh, feels a little um, unjustified, in my opinion. Like it's a little, saying? it's a little harsh. It's but these I, are very experienced queens, and this is a very big gig for them, and it means a lot, I imagine. So to see someone that you you maybe don't know, yeah, you get a bit sort of frustrated. But I am watching it kind of laughing to myself because I've seen Electra perform, so I know exactly oh, yeah. what's up her sleeve. You know, you know what she's going to pull out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's interesting in terms of the way they. You see it played out in the story. It, it, it's um, Jojo, who's probably the most sort of furious about yeah. Electra's presence. 
She's got the yes, most to say, I feel. Definitely. Her confessionals seem very pointed. Yeah. Great call. Before we talk about the runway, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors to tell you about their products. <laughs> <laughs> Kia ora. Justin Giovanetti here, and I'm the political editor at The Spinoff. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spinoff, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spinoff members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz and do it today. Okay, so we're back, and we're getting ready for the runway, which is always my favorite part of the episode. Doom, the process. Doom, doom. Like, I just, I just, like, that's when Drag Race just really steps up a notch for me. It's such a build-up with uh, these later seasons as well. Like, the runways are the biggest part of the episode sometimes. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite part about Drag Race? I love the, I love the main challenges. Okay, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> talking about runways, I feel like... Uh, the runways, there's also that pressure to, like, have the most expensive, huge Agreed. outfits. And, totally. like, drag comes from this sort of, like, yeah, arts and craftsy type thing where you are just, like, throwing stuff together and hoping for the best. I, so, I agree with you there. I, I feel like sometimes when you watch it, you're you're thinking to yourself, like, because oh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing the drag artists and their kind of creativity. Mm, like, yeah. the, the way they're able to kind of express themselves through their own artistry. And... Sometimes it's amazing to be like, I think you've like got amazing taste and great access to good designers and you've been able to whip this kind of, you've been able to kind of produce a look. Mm, yeah. But I'm also always impressed by a queen who can actually construct their looks. You know? I want a sewing challenge every season. You know? Yeah. And I, like, I always I feel like it should those. kick off with that. Yeah. Because it was the, the one thing about this week's episode is I was like, to be fair, the queens who were rich did well and the queens who had less money didn't do as well. And that literally is how it played out. That's the thing with Electra. So Electra makes all of her own outfits. So I feel wow. like uh, the queens are sort of coming for her for not having those looks. And it's because, well, she wants to make them herself. Yeah. So. And that's real honesty. Oh, I hope there's a sewing challenge. I really oh, yes. So, and which challenge, apart from uh, sewing, which would you be most excited to do if you were on the show? Uh, definitely like an acting challenge. Yeah. yeah I love just like letting go. Yeah, you know, you know, where I played a little robot. Um, yeah, I just love letting go. So those are my favorite ones. Gosh. Joy, so, while they're getting ready, we hear a little bit about Keita's uh, weight loss journey. Yeah. She had gastric sleeve surgery. Not even that long ago, right? Was it last year or the year before? It was late 2019, I believe. And it is yeah. a lot. There seems to be a bit of... Uh, not only held by Keita, but uh, a few of the queens about a bit of sort of nervousness around the uh, first runway look, which is born, born naked, naked. Which, which obviously, Jenny, we already know you would not have any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you would be doing born naked before it was a requirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, okay, absolutely. <laughs> I like, well, I like the idea of like if that was my first look, I'd be walking in as a blank canvas as well, oh, with yeah, no pressure because you don't get judged on your entrance look really. No, you know? yeah. so I'd be like, get ready. You I'm may a, as well do something I'm that's free, doll. which is your... Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> if I'm buying all these looks, like I, I kind of save save the money for the for the actual runways. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, you get maximum impact, and it's the cheapest look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Born Naked, and then the second theme... The second hometown look, Hero or something. Hometown like, Hero, is that what it is? Is that what it's called? Hometown something. It's a hometown, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, hometown. I guess looking at specifically. Hometown not just Gloria like... Dell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know, Gina, when you hear those categories, do you know what you would want to do for those looks? Uh, well, I'll just reuse the born naked one. Uh, no. Um, 
hometown I was tossing up between because I was born in Gisborne. So I could do, it's like first to see the sun. So I could maybe have sort of some like sunrise reveal. Oh, Oh, that's gorgeous. That's just kind of what popped out to me. Or you could do like full (laughs) R&B. Do you know I've never been to (laughs) R&B? I'm far too queer for that. (laughs) The look is just one crushed pals cat. (laughs) (laughs) I just come out as like a broken tent. (laughs) I was nervous about this both runways, the ball. I just yeah. thought, oh, this would be really interesting to be able to tell who's got the money or, like, do mm. we have... Are we able to deliver on that kind of, like, global drag race level? Or we A gag, you know? And it's like, just gone up and up and up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You're, you're basically waiting for a queen just to walk out and, like, shoot a firework Chris, out of her ass. Chris, you're from Christchurch. <laughs> what would you do for your hometown Christchurch or Tatahi look? Oh, my gosh. I'd be that... <laughs> who's going to be the wizard? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> No, I'd be in one of those big colonial dresses with the fudge sample. Oh. <laughs> fudge, fudge guy. Like Bailey's fudge. <laughs> I'd be the tram. Gorgeous, iconic. Gorgeous I'd be tram. that big um, fern. Of the, um, the chalice. The it's chalice. called the chalice. It's the, uh, the chalice. Um, so, but I was surprised. I, I was like, there was a... There was multiple looks where I was like, <gasps> yes, like really love it. went all out. Uh, I think my favourite look was definitely et cetera, et cetera, uh, showing their non-binary finery oh, body off. Oh, yes. So sick. Gorgeous. So beautifully put together, quite editorial, like, and just um, really refined, I thought, mm. as well. Yeah, that was awesome. I I thought Scarlett coming in with the, like, full um, realistic bodysuit vibe was kind of like... Not the gang. I, I don't know. Yeah, I feel cool, like but it's uh, just like a cop-out way of... Like, it's a bit almost too literal. I, too, yeah, I, I found put it too it literal. Work it out. And those are expensive. I oh looked on AliExpress. <laughs> Is that a full... It's full, full body. Yeah. So, you, and it must be so heavy. Because it'd be made out of, like... What is Silicone. it? Silicone? Silicone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you must just have to sort of slide yourself into it. And then it oh. sort of started to rip. rip. And, like... I was talking to the production assistant who was there when it wrapped, and apparently it was a terrifying moment. It it looked like um, that terrible, like, plastic cheese. You know, when you (laughs) fold it over and it slowly begins to rip along, and I was like, but it was sort of hard to comprehend what was going on. How did she recover? What did she do? I think she she just ended up stitching up the side, but I don't think she tried to cover the back with material. I literally straight away was like, get crafty and turn it into a gash. Just go get some red paint or something and just be like, oh, it's a gash. I was like, more rips. Yeah. Use the rips. Begin to go with that. Rip it all up. Rip it all up. But she kind of commits a sort of Frankenstein monsters Mm. and just sort of (laughs) stitches her up. Yeah. So we see... um, it I was lo- nice seeing Keita. She looked really confident out there. I love those yeah. little pink baubles. The little yeah, pink bauble look. It was a great look. Bubbles. It was very kind of like, I don't know, Great Gatsby kind of, I don't know, fun. I'm definitely <laughs> keeping an eye on the New Zealand queens more than the Australian queens. Just because I'm like, while I'm coming through. We're rooting for you! Um, <laughs> Anita is looking very kind of gorgeous and sort of like... Yeah, tall and statuesque. Love when she's yeah, sort of like... I, I, I would have loved a bigger snake. I, the biggest snake is all I thought. You've got to go drag. You've got to go bigger. It just looked like a little worm wrapped around her arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the suit didn't really suit her skin colour though. It was a bit too pale. Yeah, this is I mean, these are things yeah. you've got to. This is drag ass nose and seeds. Whereas, great. I liked the wig. I liked that hair yeah. colour on her. She looks good in ginger. What I, I also thought Electra's look was cool. The um, kind of a Mad Maxi kind smart of smart to pay homage oh, to. I RuPaul. thought so too. Get, yeah. get, get her on side. Did Rue notice it? I can't remember if they talked about it. Michelle, Michelle talked, talked about, about it. it. Okay. So yeah, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought it was smart. Yeah, that headpiece was. 
gorgeous. Yeah, and the shoulder pads, it was kind of fun. Mm. I thought Karen's look was great, the nude look. Oh, that was my so favorite. It was my favorite. So camp and such a good, like, it was interesting because I think if everyone had done that and then Scarlett had done what she'd done, like, that would have stood out more. But because quite a lot of people did do kind of, like, realistic nude illusions, she didn't really stand out. And yeah. Karen, from kind of, like, doing a full gag, really, really stood out. Well, should we go to our favorite, favorite nude look or naked look? I... I would go Exeter as well. I thought that was awesome and a great statement to make on the I think mine day. would be Karen's, just because I love the kind of campery of it. It was also quite refined. And mm-hmm. it was a great reveal. Oh, yeah. Because I, I love a reveal, but I love a reveal when the first looks good and it goes to an even better look. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we get to see our second uh, runway, which is great. It's a good one because it gives us an insight into the queens as well, where they're from. Yeah. And it is kind of their uh, uh, sort of hometown. We've seen it on uh, Drag Race UK. And it was a, you know, was that, it was always the first challenge in the Drag Race UK. It was, yeah, it was. Because that's where the Brighton, the castle, yes. all that kind of. So what are our thoughts? What are our thoughts on that runway? Uh, I love Karen's. Uh, it reminded me of that scene in Kath and Kim where they're at the races. Oh, and yes. Kim's like, Mum, got a carrot stuck in your fascinator. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was really refined. I actually loved cleanliness of Keita's look. Oh, like, gorgeous. it was yeah, just... Yeah, it was. I mean, and I'm not one to be like, yeah, rugby, but I just thought it was sweet. It was... Uh, and I thought, like, elevated and the... It was just very clean. And, and it's really so fun it. to take something that's so masculine and then put yes. it in drag. Yeah. And did she, she, she ever... The rugby ball was black, eh? Which reminded me of the Dan Carter Louis Vuitton balls, which I am <laughs> obsessed with. I think of Dan Carter's balls myself, too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I loved Anita's sheep. I thought that was very Michael, fun. my fiance, loved, I loved the, the sheep. It was also very, very sweet. It was very... <laughs> it, it could have been, like, very editorial, but then she kind of came, like, <laughs> down, down, down yeah. and it was, like, became instantly very sweet, which I feel like is very Anita, you know? Yeah, Anita's always got that camp going. Uh, favorite looks, Gina? Favorite looks, uh, I had down Karen and Art. Uh, Art had sort of the graffiti oh, yes, reveal, so cool. it's very chic with the yes. um, poncho turning around. Bam. Very Melbourne. Yeah. Oh, yes. we didn't talk about Art's nude illusion look as well, which I also thought oh, was yeah. half really and half. Cool. That was yeah. beautiful. And someone told me that she actually did make that, but that seems wild. No, I think she did. worked, uh, yeah, she definitely worked with someone. She, there was a behind the scenes that she posted about it, but oh, she yeah. was going in and quite she hands was helping on. with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, it was very like uh, House of Priscilla, that style that they make oh. over there. Oh. Mm. And this is where we saw Coco's. Gorilla look? Is that right? Is that, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Gorgeous beat, right? Like, I wasn't gagging. No, I feel like you wanted to see it in 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 real life. Like I feel like there was some mm. like there was some sheer moments going on. I and, loved it because it reminded me of an iconic scene in the film Batman and Robin, where Poison Ivy is dressed as a gorilla <laughs> and then she takes the head off and then she makes the whole crowd fall in love with her. Love that. Work, so love good. that hair on her though. It was so gorgeous. Oh. Uh, what else? What, what, I mean, what, what? So you had um, art and. Art and Karen in my top Karen. two. Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Melbourne Cup. Melbourne Cup. It, she sold very, that runway. She, she sold it. Was yeah. Toilet paper stuck on the shoe. Yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like Michelle and Rue don't have a, like, lexicon of, like, references. What these references are. So for them to kind of get it, it's iconic. And that means that's sort of smart thinking in yeah. terms of... Like, I, I feel like Michelle's done her homework quite a bit. Like, she's very interactive on Twitter while she was here with fans uh, yeah. replying and stuff. So I feel like she was trying to figure out, like, what she, we're and about. She loved Alan P. Uh, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought JoJo's look, and obviously... Um, 
Uh, she goes home. Spoiler. Um, so there were these messy parts of it, but I was like, "This is conceptually an amazing look," and she's yeah. done all the work herself. And because there were the handprints as well going up, and I didn't mm-hmm. see those initially until she walked out, and then I was like, "Oh, like mm. kind of got like a goosebump moment." Yeah. yeah, and. She, she had made the. She, do you reckon she constructed that look herself? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's the thing. That's the point that you go back to, right? Which is like you see more of the artist versus totally. just their access to money and designers. Uh, yes, and exactly. that's something I, I definitely loved, and I was like excited. And it's a shame that we kind of lose a queen with that um, much to with say, the, with su- such a great vision. point of view, and that vision, and the ability to kind of construct something. Right? Yeah, I was thought it was smart as well. She kind of had this sort of Victorian queen makeup look with the hair up. And yeah. I thought, like, as someone whose country was colonised, I thought that was kind of a smart little way to, like... Yeah, it was... Yeah, yeah. a little dig. I it, this, it was there was a lot to unpack in the look, which I thought was fun in a way versus just being like, oh, you're the Sky Tower. Or, you know, <laughs> you know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think the judges really were correct with their assessment of Electra that she had tried to bring too many things into one look. <laughs> I didn't even know that Tamaki Makoto translated to that. City of a Thousand I Lovers. Know, yeah. I know because, <laughs> because there was a stage show put yes. on by Sky City Casino. It was meant to be. It was meant to run for like six years, right? Yes. Called City of a Thousand, Thousand Lovers. Ah, right. And I, I, <laughs> she wasn't in the show, was she? Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if she was. We definitely had friends in the show. We definitely had friends yeah. in the it show. Was, it was a very. It, for me, it was like, uh, oh, you know, unusual. Look, so she's been getting dragged online for that kōtawai for cultural appropriation, um, and I believe that the part was cut where she tries to explain it better. So her drag mother Trinity Ice is a fucker papa, and asked her iwi, can she give it down to her daughter for Drag Race? And apparently they said yes. So right, oh wow. a little backstory there, but yeah. I did definitely go like, oh, what's the, uh, what's going on here? Yeah, that, you know, yeah. It, it, well, it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, good that the conversation's been kind of had. I haven't seen her have it online yet. But I, I did cross my mind. I was mm. like, it was a sort of an interesting uh, thing to put on. Um, yeah, I, I love that she made a point of saying Tamaki Mikado every yeah. time she spoke about her mm. uh, inspiration. Beautiful to hear that. Would have loved to see a Māori queen on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, what was most confusing to me was when she came down, I was like, oh, she's being the city of sails. But then That's when she exactly explained it, she was like, I'm the long white cloud. And I was like, Where's no, the honey, you're the sails. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> Just should have done the sky tower. Sweetie of the sails. She should have. Actually, Imagine... the sky tower is a gorgeous silhouette. Gorgeous yeah, silhouette. you could do a look out of that. Like a big hat and then just like a tall, just tall grey tube. <laughs> Be a foamy. You'd have to do a foamy. <laughs> so many foam wigs. Karen wins. Karen wins. Do we agree with Karen winning? A hundred percent. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. It's just, and I think maybe setting a precedent for the rest of the season. Yeah. Like I think maybe a couple of wins up Karen's belt. That's my feeling. I think when she's a Polish queen with a lot of experience that everyone kind of knew about. Mm. Even if you hadn't seen her, you'd heard her spoken about because of her iconic name. Yeah. And we see, yeah, so we see Jojo and Elektra in the bottom lip syncing to Tragedy. What a uh, great song. Yeah, such a crazy it's choice. It's a camp song. It's cra- I wish they'd done the Steps version. Same. Totally. Because <laughs> <laughs> when they did Last Thing the on right My story. Mind by Steps on the UK, I, I so good. died. Yeah, I loved I it. I loved that song. It's like a song for me. Um, uh, what do we think of the lip sync? It was actually amazing uh, mm. for the first lip sync for Down Under. Uh, Elektra killed it. Yeah, she, she is does. a performer. She's such a performer. Like, I would say maybe one of the best dancers 
in the in the in, show. In, you know, yeah. it has to I be. I want to see her go up against Scarlett. They're yeah. both got that dance background. Okay. Uh, I love the little parts of camp that Electra put in there as well, like the sort of blocking with her arms. Yes. And then the like little like, yeah, let's clap her on. Yeah, you're doing fine. Now my turn. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of storytelling in the lip During the lip sync. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, lo- I actually love to see brought back like stepping in front of each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, so it's good. a throwback, but it's good. And JoJo was so funny at the start. I feel like she really came in hot at the top. And if she'd been able to deliver a comedic arc, she could have grabbed it, but um, it maybe just didn't go anywhere after the first yeah. 30 seconds. So then we see, unfortunately, JoJo's a ho, go home. And uh, how do we feel about that? I feel, to me, Electra absolutely won the lip sync. Yes, I agree. I do feel sad. I, I would have loved to see more of JoJo. Uh, yeah. yeah, I agree. I think she was going to do some interesting stuff on the show. And the only First Nations uh, contestant, mm. so... And she was a really strong commentator of the episode, so I'm interested to see who's going to kind of become the commentator of the season. Because well, she had me, my favourite was... lines this yeah. whole episode. When so. talking about Karen, what did she say? She was like, she stole uh, my country so I can steal her outfit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, so, yeah, that, I mean, that's the episode, right? Electra, Electra stays, and we know that next week... Snatch game. Snatch game. Already? Oh, my god! It makes sense in, in the terms of, like, there's not as many queens. Yeah. So it started, was it nine, and now it's... It was eight? ten, and now it's ten. nine. Having nine in Snatch Game's weird. It's like an uneven... Be four and five, yeah. I guess. Um, and what, what are your... Uh, what are your predictions, predictions? for Snatch Game characters yeah. to appear? I have no idea. We know... I think we heard Bindi Irwin's name. Bindi Irwin. Oh, yeah, two people around. are going to do Bindi Irwin. So. Yeah. And... New Zealand. I, I'm interested to see what Anita and Keita and Electra bring. I would, I, I would like to see Anita try to do a Suzanne Paul for some oh, reason. That would be interesting. Because it's an interesting Paul. choice because you can, I mean, we'll, pack, we'll unpack this. When we, we, me and my boyfriend thought she should do Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Because yes. she looks exactly like Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yes. It would be better, it would be interesting to kind of go kind of more like inaccessible celebrity that everyone understands. But then it's yeah. also smart to pick something local Specific that local. your audience who are watching it also understand. So I think it's a bit of a gamble. And I think... Suzanne Paul is a great pick because mm. everyone can get what the joke is instantly. Yes. The joke is she's advertising Thousands everything. of luminous spheres. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gina, an honour to have you, <gasps> Thank you in so our much. room today. It's been a dream come true to work with you two. Oh, well, let's, we'll make it a thing. Yeah. Gina, where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? You can find me Miss Gina X across all social media because Miss Gina was taken. So, oh. you know, I can't get that verified. But um, I like the Not X. famous enough. Yeah. Um, and... <laughs> I mean, any last words of wisdom or uh, thoughts or feelings? No? <laughs> you said it all. Don't fuck it up, Kiwis. <laughs> Come on, I'm so glad a so Kiwi didn't go home. Yeah, yeah no, what a win, what a win. Yes. And now we have an exclusive little chat with the our first eliminee from Drag Race Down Under, the amazing Jojo Zaho. Jojo Zaho, thank you so much for joining us while you get your makeup on. 8.30 on a Monday, I believe, in Australia. We're what? on a Zoom call watching you put on your eyelashes and it's... It's honestly, I, I can't take my eyes away. It's so amazing to watch. How are you feeling? <laughs> good, good. Um, absolutely amazing. Like, even though going home first, I'm just like on cloud nine and like oh. the love and support and everything's just been so great. I really have no complaints. <laughs> well, that's an amazing way to start. And I do feel like you had an amazing episode. In my opinion, one of the best entrance looks. Also got some best, some of the best lines best out in the lines. commentary, Terry. <laughs> also... <laughs> You were definitely RuPaul's favorite drag name, don't you reckon? Oh, absolutely. I'm so glad she got it. Um, 
and she liked to remind people that I'm a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> she really did. How has the response been since the premiere of the episode for you? Um, absolutely overwhelming. It's, it's all been positive. You know, obviously there are a few negative comments. I don't focus on them. But there's just been so much love pouring in and support and and. It's just been so beautiful to see and, and read. Like there's, there's, you just get messages like, I love what you did. You know, I see myself in you. Oh. And it's just beautiful. Because it's amazing to think that this show, it's, it has a global platform and there are so many Drag Race fans globally who are waiting with bated breath to kind of watch the episode. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it must just open you up to the entire world. I mean, have you been surprised at how far sort of – the episode has reached globally like like i i know it's globally and i know it's watched on a global level but at the same time it's still like when i get messages like love you from brazil and and hi from ireland it's just it's like oh my god yeah okay no this is <laughs> this is yeah it's worldwide i forgot about that <laughs> let's get those vaccines out and get you traveling <laughs> yes yes update my passport <laughs> We got to ask you because you you have gone home iconically just before Snatch Game, the all important yeah. challenge. What were you planning to do for the Snatch? I was going to throw in a curveball and do Ernie Dingo. We are New Zealanders who do not, not know, know who that. Ernie Dingo is. <laughs> <laughs> so Ernie Dingo is like uh, the black fella David Attenborough mixed with like. I know, he does everything. He does like travel shows. He's done sketch shows. Um, Ooh, wow. Amazing. He's just hilarious. And yeah, he, I was so looking forward to doing him. It's just so much fun to have. And because he's gotten older and, and as people get older, they tend to care less. So they're a lot more cheeky with our bugger off kind of, kind of attitude. <laughs> so I was looking forward to having a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> it was a turnaround from finding out that you were cast in the season to being then flown to New Zealand, I imagine then being cooped up in a hotel for 14 days and then suddenly yeah. filming in front of RuPaul and Michelle and Reese and everyone. Uh, it was quite fast, wasn't it? It was. Um, so uh, we got, it was about four weeks before, between finding out, like, you're in and landing in New Zealand. That is Actually, I'm going to say it, that's <laughs> four weeks. That's psychotic <laughs> to pull together all those looks. All those looks is incredible. And you were making it, your it own is. looks, right? Yeah, yeah, because drag is expensive. So I, I do as many of my own looks as I can just to save money. <laughs> That's the thing I appreciate about about You know, when you hear about a queen who creates their own, you know, costumes and looks and everything, I just, for me, that's so much part of drag as well. And it's something mm-hmm. I love about it is that you get to see the kind of the the artistry in that in that performer. Um, so yeah. yeah because it, it can come down to like it costing a lot of money it seems so so sort of stressful right yeah yeah like if you watch the american seasons and you look at some of the costumes you can tell that some queens have spent up to five six thousand dollars on one look and and it adds up quickly yeah it's just little details like you know look at art simone's costume like it looks like it's covered in in, in rhinestones but they're swarovski crystals <laughs> Like, those things add up. <laughs> and so now all these looks, I mean, they're just, they're sitting in the water ready to be debuted. Will you be doing kind of, have you thought about what you're going to do with all this sort of, because it takes so much kind of prep to get it, get ready for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And and I can't wait to show them off. And it's it's one of those things like, okay, well, now I, I can still showcase what I was going to wear. It keeps content coming out. And, and now I finally get to wear them. They've been sitting in boxes in my drag room for like 
three months now. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can finally wear them now because I've got all this new stuff, but I just can't wear it until ah. it gets until it's time for it to be shown. It's Do such you- an important part. Like I found it with this last season of the US one, Kamora Hall, who iconically also went home first, but was incredible. Yeah. And every week she was posting the looks she was going to wear. And I was like... Seeing these looks is almost as good as the real episode. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and that's what's so so great about it is, okay, you might not get to show all your looks on the main stage, but you still get to show them and you still get a global reach with them. Jojo, now that you're post-drag race, and, and this is obviously a launching pad for everyone on it, what does your career look like? If someone comes and sees a Jojo's a host show, what are they going to see? <laughs> and you have to call it a Jojo's a, Jojo's a, a host, host show. show. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely. Um, so you're going to see um, just a lot of camp, comedy, fun, very like, um, I guess you could call it like dinner theatre, tongue-in-cheek, oh. I swear a lot. Probably more than I should. <laughs> I think all New Zealanders and Australians do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just overall a lot of fun camp comedy. And, you know, maybe after a few lessons you'll see me do a split. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, right? Like, I saw Electroshock yeah. at the launch and she told me she's planning to eventually jump off a bus into a split. That is her goal. Jump off a bus. Oh, my God. It has been done before. It has been done. I've seen a um, an Aussie queen, another Indigenous queen, she was on a stage and that stage had another platform and then she put a chair on top of that and then jumped off the chair, landed on the dance floor into a split. Who's Which queen is that? Uh, that was Felicia Fox. Felicia oh, Fox. my God. Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So can your New Zealand fans expect to see you over here in New Zealand anytime soon again, travelling and touring and performing? The bubble's oh, open. Absolutely. I hope so. Um, even if it's not touring, I, I genuinely love New Zealand. I've been twice now. Um and it's beautiful and it's a lot bigger than everyone actually thinks. Like it's not a small, it's not a small little, it's not Tasmania. Um, it's so beautiful. It's so green and everyone's so lovely. Like, and the New Zealand man. Thank you. And we are going to assume you're talking about these two podcast hosts you're talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. It might be breakfast time, but I'm ready for a buffet. <laughs> It's 8.30. You're getting ready for drag. You've got a big day ahead of you. I do. I've got a huge day ahead of me, and I'm so pumped for it. Like, oh. there's so much going on. It's a very busy day. I think I'm, I f- finally finish and will get home at, like, 7 o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, Jojo. Uh, you're an icon. We loved you on the show. Everything you, you said was an instant meme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Memeable so, queen. We love. So we love much. to see it. Yeah. Thanks so much. That for was my to us. only goal, just to become a meme. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. Because honestly, to be picked on for the first season um, on yeah. a show of that caliber, you know, and then to make such an impact on the show, and to go in with you know your whole heart, and to make you know amazing statements on the show, and not and not shy away. Like I think you would have. I think you've done yourself proud, and done a lot of people proud as well. Like it is. It is. Mm-hmm. And it's hard out there. I think a lot of people underestimate what it takes. You know, to get out there and perform, and I, we adored watching you on the show. We love you, Jojo. Oh, thank you. Love you guys. Oh, so sweet. All right, thank you so much for chatting to us, yes, and good luck with your whole day. No, my pleasure. Thank you. It's going to be a big one. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of yourself. Oh. Self care. You know. Bye, darlings. <laughs> See ya. Thanks so much for listening to The Real Pod, Drag Race Down Under the Covers with Chris and Eli. We've loved having you here and also come and see our comedy festival shows. They're on at the moment. (laughs) Way to plug. I love that. (laughs) We're busy boys. We're busy boys. (laughs) 
Kia ora e te iwi, te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.